You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. At the bottom of the hour, Blue Jays analyst for Sportsnet, former Major League Baseball catcher Caleb Joseph will join us. Blue Jays begin a uh, series against the Kansas City Royals, the Stinky Royals. Hopefully, Kansas uh, Stinky, more like it. The Royals. (laughs) Yeah, the Royals with cheese. Mm -hmm. Stinky cheese. Such a good film. Yeah. Um, You say Kikuchi on the mound tonight. And uh, we'll see if Babe Schneider can continue being uh, maybe one of the biggest surprises of the Blue Jays season. I don't really know what the biggest surprise is. Maybe it's Alec Manoa, like not being a factor whatsoever. Because we talked mm-hmm. about Kikuchi being really good and finding another yep. level. And then we mentioned, yeah, Manoa just seemingly forgetting how to pitch. Yeah, it's, and then, I mean, the the the, the Buffalo uh, Bisons call-ups that they've had, like, obviously you lead off with David Schneider, but Ernie Clements chipped in here. Yep. Spencer yep. Uh, Horowitz has chipped in as well. Yep. It's Jason McCoy and yeah. Tyler Eidemann have done what they've yeah. needed to do. Yeah. Yep. Should get to the playoffs, man. Um, bullpen's good. Rotation's really good. Um, should be exciting. I think, like, the, the biggest surprise has to be Manoa. Like, these guys coming up and having yeah. success. From solid. finalist to... It's, it's been good, yeah. but at the same time, it's, I, I think this happens for a lot of teams, especially mm-hmm. when guys get called up. Like, Schneider also had, like, two weeks where he was not good and had to go back down. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been just right. like all-star play like since he's come up to the majors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you have to go with Manoa. Like Vladdy, you know, the approach. I don't know if it's necessarily surprising. It's Is kind it surprising of an, that maybe we were just realizing flow that, of batters. that Vladdy maybe isn't that superstar anymore, that we, maybe he's just a, a really good player? True, but it's still not, like you mentioned, going from a yeah. Cy Young finalist yeah. to a guy that doesn't even pitch in AAA. Mm-hmm. And now everything that you're hearing out of the organization is that things have maybe gotten a little contentious yeah. between Manoa and the Jays. So, yeah, that's not uh, good. That's all That's all stuff we can talk to uh, Caleb Joseph about. Uh, Brendan Parker, a host on Flames TV, going to join us at 8 o'clock. Um, we've been teasing it all morning, and apparently uh, Logo spilt the beans yesterday, but we're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, exciting news here on the big show with uh, Russick and Rose on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Do we have a drum roll? Yes. Like that's like that, Isn't that a snare drum? That's a snare drum. Like I wanted the really deep, like, you know. I think there's a second part to it. Okay. That, that's it. No? That's the button that I have. Oh, okay. Well, how about this? Okay. That one's good. All right. Starting Monday, September 18th, right here on The Big Show with Russick and Rose, we will have five pairs of tickets to give away mm-hmm. for the Heritage Classic in Edmonton between your Calgary Flames and those Edmonton Oilers starting Monday, September 18th tickets to the heritage classic these things aren't cheap they are (laughs) not cheap no no we were talking about this last week when we were looking at the old uh ticketmaster map and uh yeah it's um 
it's going to cost you a pretty penny to get in the door at Commonwealth coming up on Sunday, October the 29th. But you can win your way in with us here at the Big Show. You can also buy tickets. They released another set yesterday afternoon if you are uh, feeling like you want to go up. But you can always listen to the Big Show and win your way in as well. Yeah, you can absolutely. Unless you're Wedley, then you'll probably have to buy tickets. No, yeah. We're but, not, sorry, Weds. No, I'm sure he'll win one day. Um, uh, it's really hard yeah. to predict the future. So we're going to really make you work for it starting Monday the 18th, I think. Oh, okay. What yeah, are we going to do? I don't know. Like Whenever it pops into my stupid head that week, oh. I don't know. I can't, I can't look that far ahead into the future. <laughs> I just know it's going to be uh, text and phone call related. <laughs> you're going to have to and get in, and it's going to yeah. be something top, and you're going to need to be smart. And you probably have to be creative. And funny and creative. Yeah. It'll be good. Uh, I still don't know. I still haven't heard if we're going or not. <laughs> no. No, there's no. Oh, Artie boy. Artie boy. boy. Are we going or what? I, like, I want to go. Yeah. I, I want to experience Edmonton. Mm. I want to experience an outdoor game and hanging out with yeah. some of our listeners and Flames fans. I think that would be fun. Yeah. yeah, like that would be cool. Like that that would be the plan. We go up to the game for Sunday, and then Saturday night we get after it with some listeners and some Flames fans. Yeah. I think that would be perfect for us. I think it would be a lot of fun. We got to get this I just thing don't know if we're going. I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what to do about it. How do I move this? Do I have to start crowdfunding? Do I have to, like, get all my nickels and quarters together? Like, do we ask sales? Like, is there something? Can we get a bus? Like, can we do something? I, is there like a is there like a bus company that would want to sponsor us to go up to Edmonton? There's got to be. Like, um, I don't know any of the companies that go up back and forth. Like, didn't Greyhound shut down? Yeah, like, Red Arrow. We don't do that. Red Arrow. Red Arrow still travels no bird. Probably not going to do one of those. I'm thinking more of like a party bus type of situation. Yeah, right? party yeah. bus. I don't know which ones would go up to Edmonton per se. Or oh, the Midnight Express. Mm. <laughs> what is that? I know. It was just a party what, bus what, I saw what's once. The Midnight Express? It's a party bus. It's like this blue that? bus, and it's got like Midnight Express on it. Mm. Oh, that's yeah. okay. We took it to the Cavs game once. Midnight you're welcome, Express. Uh, you're welcome, free shout out to the Midnight Express. They're like, why would I sponsor? You just talked about my company yeah. now, idiots. <laughs> hmm. Um. Yeah, we're down for that. Like, if you're going, like, shoot us a text 960 960, name and location. The answer is uh, if you boys want to hang out with some fans, why don't you pony up and dough and go? Well, we can do that too. Like we're just f- figuring out where where's everybody going to be hanging out. Yeah, and also if I'm going up for work, I don't want to pony up my own dough. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's like we're working of, too. Yeah, I'm, if I'm working, I don't want to pay for it because if I'm going to pay for it, honestly, I'd probably rather stay home than go to Edmonton. Okay. Uh, I didn't expect that negative turn, but it, that's okay. Like, I'm glad you're being truthful. Like I've said, like, I would love to go to the game, and I would love to see it, but also, like, for someone who goes to 41 home Flames games a year, like, I'm I'm not going to pay 300 bucks to go watch them in the cold. That's that's not for me. Okay. But I very much appreciate yeah, okay, everybody who is. first of all, again, and I hate saying this, but there's no way you and I would be paying for tickets. No, I no, I I understand that we would get media passes and sit in the press box the whole nine yards, but yeah. I, all Maddie, I want to do great is... cup hotel is probably available. Listen, 
I don't I, even. I don't know if it is. It's probably booked up <laughs> or torn I don't down. Even, like... It's not torn <laughs> torn down. I know it still okay. is there because I was actually looking yeah. at it like a couple weeks ago when we were talking about this. The um the uh the Grey Cups in Edmonton this year? No, no. When Maddie no. went to the Grey Cup in oh, Edmonton okay. the last Where time, is, there. is it is it in Hamilton or something? Sure yeah, is. Hamilton. Sure yeah. is. Look at me with my CFL knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they were they were hey? it, they were giving it properly because the last time they had it, they couldn't have their Grey Cup week because of pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So they were like, you can have your actual Grey Cup now. Mm. Okay. This is a, a nice hotel that you have to Hamilton. email to get a a room. You can't just book online. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, the company's called Midnight, Midnight Madness. Madness. That's what it is. Oh, Buddy okay. plays slow pitch, and he brings the bus to the park every every once there in a while. There you go. Hey, you want to hook us up? <laughs> is his name Buddy or Buddy? Midnight <laughs> Madness. That's okay. what it is. Here yeah. we go. So, like, essentially, yeah, I'd like to go see the outdoor game. It'd be super interesting, and I've never been to Edmonton. But my thing would be, like, go have some drinks with some Flames fans and some listeners on the Saturday night. That would be my whole reason to go. Without a doubt. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I also think we should do this just for, like, opening night. I think it would be fun if we got a bar and got involved and we hosted a bunch of listeners for the uh, opener. I'm going to have tickets for that one, actually. Okay. Now you're pushing it. Whatever. I guess I'm not an um, ideas guy or an execution guy. No, it's guy. okay. I'm just a guy. We'll figure it out. Just a We'll dude. figure it out. There's some. There's still a little bit of time um, here before be here before you know hey, it. But it we'll, uh, it's common. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. like five weeks like, away for the outdoor game. We have to Six n- weeks. nail no down this anniversary show yeah. before we get to oh, the anniversary yeah. show. We have a lot of stuff on the whiteboard. Lots of stuff. Lots show. of ideas. We just need someone to come and, and execute all of our plans. Yeah. And no, sure. on the text line, I'm not saying that I have to be paid to hang out with the fans. I'm saying I need to be paid well to hang out with the fans. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. No. Uh, I, just, I gotta do it. They gotta pay me at least fifty <laughs> bucks to hang with you guys. No. No, no. Even if no. I do a bad job, they still gotta give me my two mils. No, my no. quote. Maddie just doesn't it's Maddie just doesn't quote. expect to pay for a drink. That's essentially what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, essentially that's what I'm saying. Uh, George, uh, Marty has Edmonton scars. Ask him about the weekend in the clink. What's that mean? <laughs> ah, you know, they got the big house up there. I just wanted to see what it's like in there. Uh, Canada's biggest prison. Canada's biggest prison. What do you mean? What? What You spent no, time I, in the jail? I, no, I've never spent time in the jail. I wish I had. <laughs> that I think this person is, is telling fibs out of turn. Okay, I was going to say, like, <laughs> yeah, you spent... No. I don't know. Maybe it was like an experience thing. Like, why would you want to go to jail? Like, scared it's, straight. It's not nice. <laughs> yeah, scared straight. No, uh, I've never had to spend an, an overnight in in the big house. Unfortunately, in the Steel um, Hotel. Yeah, it's still on my bucket list. Actually. Okay. So, um, yeah, starting uh, Monday, September eighteenth, right here on the Big Show, we're giving away. Uh, we have uh, five pairs of tickets. So, a pair of tickets a day from Monday to Friday, starting September Monday, September eighteenth. For the Heritage Classic uh, up in Edmonton at Commonwealth between your Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers. Did you hear uh, the question that our man, uh, Speck, friend of the show, asked uh, Leon Dreisaitl? I did not listen Ooh, to Captain that avail. Skate. No. <laughs> it's like, uh, so uh, the uh, the expectation is still to win the Stanley Cup? And he's like, well, he's like, oh boy, here we go. Uh. So essentially, yes, is what he said. <laughs> what was he supposed to say? Like, No, we just want to make it to the first, get through <laughs> the first we're... round. We're good. You know what? 
we have the two best players in the world. We're pretty content with another second round exit. Uh, yeah, I love it. I think that if Connor wins the scoring race again, we're all good, aren't like, we? Yeah, we no. all we all get a bonus that yeah, way, yeah. right? <laughs> we get a bonus. Gets a lot of trophies. Yeah. Hey, if Connor hits two hundred points this year, look out. Listen, here's the thing. <laughs> Connor's on TV, so we're on TV, so we're happy. We don't need no cups. Like, we're good. I know I agree. I know uh us in this um us in this city, we we just hope the Flames can make the playoffs. Yeah. But North, like anything outside of getting to the Stanley Cup final would be a failure. Yep. I'd say so. They should be a top two team in the division. They should probably find a way to the Western Conference final. Like, listen, this is also isn't a team that over the offseason, it's not like they went out and made huge improvements to their group, right? Yeah. Like, the thing is here, like, you could almost argue that they've subtracted more than they have added here. Like, Connor Brown right. comes in. They get a full season of Matias Ekholm. You hope Evan Bouchard takes a step forward, especially defensively. And apart from that, it's it's kind of the same group that they're bringing back. And that's not a bad thing. This is a group yeah. that produced offense at will last season. Sometimes getting a stop was difficult. But I think that Stuart Skinner showed that he's probably ready for a bigger role and he's going to probably be leaned on or maybe Jack Campbell comes back and is in a better place to start the season. Like he looked great last night for the lions, by the way, <laughs> Jack Campbell. <laughs> he did. He, he looked did. great for the lions last night. Yeah. Maybe he should have a couple of venties in the morning on game day and maybe that would help him. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just, again, the, the expectations uh, in Edmonton, uh, and, but they should be like, should be absolutely sky high. Um, and, and hopefully the flames can get the best of them. In that game at Commonwealth, like who knows what the weather is going to be like too. It, it could be nice. I, it could be flipping cold too. I'm very indifferent to these outdoor games being regular season games. Like the thing is that you play a long enough schedule of 82 that if you're going to do one sticky game, I think it's fine. You don't want a lot of these on your schedule because like you mentioned, they're super unpredictable. You, you never really mm-hmm. know what's going to happen in them. Well, last year on October 29th, you know what the weather was in Edmonton? What was it? 10 degrees. That'll work. Oh, no way. That'd be great. That'd be perfect. It's yeah. actually been, it's actually the coldest it's been over the last 10 years on the 29th. Minus two. Oh, shout out climate change. We've had 15, right, let's, 12, let's 12, 8. It's been warm. <laughs> let's not get into the climate change thing. Do I not yeah. raise a good point? No, I just don't want to. Just don't want to get into it. Like I, hey, get to the U.S. Open, bud. Your, your buddies were arrested. Is burning. <laughs> no. All right. Hey, you know the world was frozen at one time. Anyway, It'll okay. Freeze again. Yeah, yeah. It's a gigantic cycle. So it doesn't matter. Uh, we won't get down that road. So, um, yeah, we're giving away tickets to the uh, the Heritage Classic in Edmonton. Uh, totally looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully we find our way out, and, and that—that's essentially my whole reason why I'm asking. Because I want to go have some bevies uh, with some of our listeners and some Flames fans. That's all I want to do up in Edmonton. On was it White Avenue, White Street? What is yeah, it called? White Avenue, big one. Yep. Yeah, I want to yep. do that and uh, have some fun with some listeners and some Flames fans up in Edmonton. Maybe we can all wear uh, sweatpants and dress shoes to fit in. Hell yeah. Okay. Yo, that um, would actually be hilarious. If we actually did <laughs> if that. If we all wore sweatpants <laughs> and dress shoes out to the bar the Saturday night before. 
Oh, this is just how Edmontonians dress, ah, right? I'm wearing camouflage. Yes. Oh, Blend in with part people. of Edmonton ah. you guys from, eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, North what End. industrial area are you living in? Oh, eh, I'm from Strathcona. <laughs> oh, okay. That feels like an actual neighborhood. It is. That spoiled the bit. I know. All right, Caleb Joseph, Blue Jays analyst uh, for Sportsnet, former Major League Baseball catcher. We've essentially talked about nothing the first ninety minutes of the show, I love which I'm it. pretty proud of. No, to be honest, we've, we've, we've talked se- some football. We've we like broke down the Chiefs Lions game to like the most deepest extent I think we've ever broken down an right. NFL game. Uh maybe outside of a Super Bowl. Outside of like game. a playoff game, yeah. maybe. Yeah, it, yeah. It felt pretty in depth <laughs> right yeah. after six o'clock there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, they had all the points. Yeah. But we'll have some guests who can help us out. Um, Caleb Joseph coming up straight ahead. Uh, Brennan Parker, uh, host on Blames TV. And uh, Lisa Longball at 830. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. At the top of the hour, Brendan Parker, host on Flames TV, will join us. Lisa Longball at 8.30. And uh, just saw this from a friend of our show. My friend uh, Matt Marchese does a great job of um, producing the Jeff Merrick show. What's the football Fan show called? Down. Fan check down. Just tweeted out, uh, Maddie, uh, Easton's releasing uh, the Easton Synergy. Yeah, back. it's back. Hockey stick. You know, the old yellow or classic silver. I, I got to say, I'm a Sherwood guy through and through. Uh, uh, GVP's complaining over there. I've used, Sherwood, yuck. I've used the wrecker for a long time. That's enough out of you, GVP, in the back. Lord. Settle down. Synergy. <laughs> synergy what? The, the synergy, synergy was amazing back That's a classic. Day. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah, get me is. wrong. I love me a Synergy. It was the one everyone wanted to have. What was your favorite color of Synergy? Mine was orange. Yeah, I'm on the same page with you there. The yeah. green was also wicked cool. The yellow? Mm-hmm. Martin Saint-Louis used the yellow. It was pretty cool. Not a yep. fan of the yellow one so much. Uh, it's coming back. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm sure a man, uh, Stewie, too. Anthony Stewart's pumped up about that. Uh, big time uh, hockey equipment aficionado. Uh, but first, Blue Jays uh, kicking off a series against the Royals to talk about that. And you know what? Let's talk about some equipment uh, with our man Caleb Joseph, Blue Jays analyst for Sportsnet, former Major League Baseball catcher on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Caleb, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm loving this chat right here. Yeah, well, okay, so your favorite type of glove, like the one you would swear by, Caleb. Which, oh. What type of glove did you wear? Why did you choose that? And give us a breakdown on how you actually work that puppy in. Ooh, uh I, I used Rawlings for a very long time and had a contract with them for a number of years. Ironically, my favorite catching mitt was probably a Mizuno. I felt mm. like they took about four or five months to actually really break in, but they were, in my opinion, the best of the best when it came to quality and when it came to stability, all of those things. It, for me, the simplest thing to do was to get in front of a pitching machine, set a bucket down, get on, get on a little bit of a chair, and just catch two or three hundred straight baseballs. Oh. And I didn't put a ton of stuff in the in the mitt. Maybe a little bit of Lexol leather conditioner, uh, just yeah. a little bit. But 
I would just sit, literally sit on a chair and just catch, 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 turn the automatic machine on. And so every two or three seconds, it shoots a ball out and would just catch, 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 catch. And uh, that's one of the advantages of being a backup catcher, not playing every day. Mm -hmm. You can just go in there and catch balls and you can work on your form too. But I was a big, I was a big Mizuno guy, big fan of the Mizuno catchers. They're actually pretty, pretty hard to find. Really? Um, now, now this this opens a whole can of worms for me right now. Were there specific pitchers who liked a specific color of glove? Because I remember they had the the catcher's mitts that had like the red inside that looked like a target, <laughs> yeah. and that kind of went away. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure you obviously remember those. That went away the dinosaur now. But was there certain pitchers who liked a certain color of glove too, Caleb, when you played? I, re- I think I remember Mike Piazza using that in New York with the Mets, that kind of dark pocket, but it, it had the the orange kind of highlighter yeah. color around the outside as if it was this big blinking, throw it here, throw it here. I actually thought it was pretty clever. I did have mm. a, a couple pitchers that would comment on certain colors. They like certain colors better, but more than the color, the, the pitchers, they love hearing that mitt crack and just really making it pop. And that was, regardless of color, that was when you knew you had them, hmm. is when they threw a pitch and you could make it just pow. You could make it sound like a gun going off because you centered it. And that's one of the reasons I love those Mizunos is because once you got that leather really compacted in there, if you center the ball, it would sound like a gunshot going off. And a guy throwing... 92 feels like he's throwing 98 they start to feel a little bit more confident but in terms of the the colors i was pretty much a standard black guy there was a a year or two when i went to a darker brown color uh but pretty much just the the black colored baseball glove is exactly what i use year in year out I'm I'm fascinated. Like the life of a baseball in the majors is like average nine pitches. I think like it's incredibly short. How many gloves did you go through in your career, knowing how long it takes to kind of break one in? Yeah, you start way before the season even really gets going. I, I used to get my catcher's mitts around February from Rawlings and Mizuno, and you would start working those in as soon as you got them. I would typically go through about four gloves a year, and that's it's a lot of catching. I'd go through one one glove just in spring training alone. One glove. Mm. People don't realize how many how many bullpens you're catching, the uh, side sessions you're catching, just constant, constant, constant usage during spring training, and it does slow down quite a bit during the season, and that's why you only. We'll use maybe one or two after that, but yep, three or four gloves a year, and they they get they get kind of flimsy quickly. And I I personally really didn't love the flimsy feel. I I liked more of a solid, um, harder feel, and I like to just barely squeeze the glove. And it, if it got too flimsy, I felt like I had to really squeeze my hand to actually keep it in the mitt. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, people people joked at home people that have known me for my whole life they say the only reason you're playing major league baseball is just because of the accessories you like the bats the gloves the (laughs) cleats all of the stuff that's really the only reason you're playing so this is like right up my alley i loved all of the kind of stuff and the equipment and you guys are talking about the synergy years and years and years ago when ryan getzloff was a um a rookie with the anaheim ducks I was at a game and uh, had a sign for him. Uh, 
ended up asking him for a stick or whatever. He gave it to me, and it is a red and silver Easton Synergy. I, I can't remember the year, but I think it was like 2004 maybe. Um, yeah, it's still at the house. I've awesome. got it upstairs, and it's a beauty. It's an absolute beauty. It's tempting not to take that thing out and use it immensely. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, okay, there, there's a couple more glove questions because I think this is fascinating. How many times when you were catching during a game, Caleb, did it hurt your hand? Mm. Great question. Uh, m- more times than not, you have learned where the pocket is, and you just know how to kind of avoid certain pitches in certain zones. And, of course, more times than not, when when I was when I felt the ball on my hand, it was due to a foul ball, some sort of weird deflection. And the way that I held my catcher's mitt, I, I my whole hand was kind of shifted all the way, fingers kind of together, shifted all the way towards the I'm right-handed catcher, towards kind of that left side of the glove where the pocket is. I would try to get as far away from the pocket as possible because that's where the ball is actually going to be making contact with the glove. Uh, it's probably hard to see uh, with words, but I, I, I would – all my fingers would be slid over. So pretty much I'm catching it right in the pocket, but none of my hand or fingers are actually having contact with that, with that baseball. And I, I didn't dig my hand in the glove as deep as some other people. Some other, like Ganey Jansen, his, his entire hand and half of his forearm is inside his glove. I mean, it's all the way in there. I was, you could see the bottom parts of my palm when I caught because I, I barely had my fingers in there. So it was just my style. I like just barely hmm. having the glove on. And coincidentally, a couple of times I, I, I got some weird pitches that I went down to get and I was holding the glove so loosely and with not as, as, as much length in it that some of those pitches actually took my glove off huh. and my glove flew off and, and, and the ball goes flying back. Uh, that only happened a few times, but it's not as much as you would think. Most of the time, it's just foul balls and weird deflections. But when it's cold outside and you get that one pitch that you don't center, and for some reason gets your fingers, watch out. You've got about you got about 15 minutes of of massive pain, and you can feel the heartbeat in your fingers. It's like no, ouch! Why did I choose this position? I'm an idiot. <laughs> Did you ever have to catch anybody with a knuckleball? Because aren't those supposed to hurt even more given the lack of spin? Yeah, knuckleballs are really tough. They're really tough to catch because you have no idea where it's going. So you have a general idea. It's easy to catch the ball in the pocket when you have a general idea of which shape it's going to be and the speed and the predictability of that pitcher. You know where he misses. You know where it starts and where it finishes you know all those things after months and months of catching these guys and it's no problem you can catch them in your sleep but then the knuckleball comes out and that's just that thing has a mind of its own and yes ironically i had two starters in double a one year that were both knuckleball pitchers two starters so it was all it felt like every other day i was catching a knuckleballer and it was miserable because I couldn't I couldn't catch it anyways. It, it's just it falls moving all over the place. Like what is this? And then two of them in one rotation. It's a miracle that I even lasted uh, mentally and didn't just cry myself because 
the last thing you want to be doing as a catcher is running back and picking the ball up because all those wild pitches and starts to get embarrassing and all these types of things. But, you know, what people forget too sometimes is with the knuckleball, you have that real big glove. You're able to basically use a first baseman's glove. It's the only time you can use that mitt behind the plate is when there is a knuckleball or you are allowed to use virtually a, a it's a, it's a softball catcher's mitt is what it is. And so that thing is really, really big. And you can't really feel anything, to be honest with you, because your hand is so small inside that giant glove. Uh, Caleb, one more equipment question, because this has been absolutely fascinating uh, to listen to you. <laughs> the passion you have about equipment is incredible. What's the yeah. weirdest glove-breaking-in routine you've ever seen, either at the minor league, major league level, from, a, from guys breaking in their gloves? Yeah, I, this this one sort of aggravates me, really. I don't know where this kind of wives' tale popped up, but people people put their gloves in the oven, and it's like, no, no, like don't trying to like soften the leather up. Put, they put it in the sun to soften the leather up. It's, no, 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 p- people, please don't do that. Like, please don't. Have you ever seen a car that has been baking in the sun for 10 years. Have you seen the leather? It, yeah, you could sneeze on and it'll disappear. It's so dry and crackly. You don't like you don't want heat and and uh, the sun to really touch your glove. Like when it comes to leather, it's a piece of leather. You know, treat it like a piece of leather. So I have seen multiple people put their gloves in the oven and you're just going, what are you doing? No, 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 no. The way you soften leather is just to go get leather conditioner and then work it. So for anybody listening who, who wants to know how to break a glove in, I've I've seen the shaving cream thing or whatever. To me, that that shaving cream doesn't, it's, it's it doesn't hurt the glove, but it's not going to condition and soften. It's very simple. Just some Lexol glove conditioner. Go spray it in the glove, rub it in, and then it'll start to you'll start to see it soften up, and then you can keep applying and keep applying and keep applying, and your glove will last for a very long time. As long as it doesn't dry out, the leather is designed to last for a long time. It's when it dries out, and then you keep using it, and the seams start hitting that leather over and over and over, starts to rip the leather. So the only thing you really need to do is, if you really want to do it big league, you'll put Lexol. You'll put two baseballs in the pocket of the glove, and then you'll wrap uh, the glove up with uh, maybe just some some uh, light tape, or, or I guess they have these little, not bandages, they have these, I can't even know what they're, ace bandages, I guess. They just wrap them sure. up, and if you if you leave, leave, it, leave it like that for a day, and then you, you take, the, take the bandages off, and there'll be a nice pocket to even start your formation. So just a couple of tips and tricks right there. Uh, I love it. Caleb Joseph, uh, former Major League Baseball catcher, if you couldn't tell, uh, and Sportsnet analyst uh, joining us here on the uh, Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. One more question. Uh, what was your gum routine like in the big leagues? Oh, I um, I, <laughs> I like the, uh, the, the black bubble gum that you have to buy when you're 18 here in the States. Oh, and, I see. Um, Yes, uh, may or may not involve Black some dark spit. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's what I. Uh, that's what I tell my. That's what I tell my daughter. She says, "What is that?" And I said, "That is. Uh, that's Daddy's bubble gum, and it's a little bit different." <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that was a, a bad, 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 bad habit, and I wish I never would have. Um, 
And so that was kind of my vice up in the in the big leagues. But mm. when I did, it was the sugar-free, and I tried to have about six or eight in a row sugar-frees and get this just massive uh, chaw of of sugar-free bubble gum in the uh, in the pouch. Uh, get that going for about two or three minutes, and then try and hammer out an entire bag of seeds in about three innings. That was kind of my routine. An entire bag in three innings. Uh, yeah. big old chaw full of uh, sugar-free bubble gum, and then for the rest yeah. of the game, it was uh, it was my my personal bubble gum, <laughs> black bubble gum. I like that. Okay, uh, yeah. Caleb, I've learned a ton uh, today. Uh, great stuff. Um, this series against the Royals, uh, when you're when you're on a team that you know you're just better than the opponent, and the Blue Jays, obviously, uh, the the message from John Schneider is just win every series, which is a great message. Did, did your approach to the ballpark ever change when you know a team like the Blue Jays? You just have more talent than the Royals, and you should be winning these games. Did that ever cross your mind when you played these, quote-unquote, inferior opponents? Or because baseball is so tough, even the best teams in baseball lose north of 60 games. How did you approach a series if you're the Blue Jays playing a team that you have to beat, but you know there is that pressure of, yeah, we got to win this series, but we're just a lot more talented than these guys on the other side of the ball? Yep subconsciously your body starts to do things and feel things that your conscious doesn't, doesn't register. The the Blue Jays know that they go in there. If they play their game, if they play to their capabilities, they should win. They should win all three of them. There is this sort of feeling you get knowing that the game is big yet the sense of urgency sometimes can be lacking because you do know that all you have to do is really play your game and then you win. Whereas if you're playing a team possibly like Texas coming in, or if you're playing Seattle or or a team that's, that's surging, that's ahead of you, there's this sort of level of, we got to do a little bit more. Like we really got to bring our a game today, a sense of urgency that you have. And it's, it's not, it's not, conscious it's subconscious and i don't know how else to explain that other than you know the game's important as a player but when you show up just kind of like okay the royals you don't know anybody over there on the other side and those teams are dangerous because it's an open tryout for the kansas city royals right now because they've lost so many games they're trying out players and there's new players coming in and they're they're, you're not recognizable yet they're playing for next year they're highly motivated trying to make good impressions they have pitchers on the other side that the Blue Jays hitters aren't going to face or haven't faced before rather and those are tough ABs when you've never seen a guy you've never faced a guy that presents a lot of issues for having and creating an approach on offense there there are some challenges in September when you start to play teams like the Royals who are totally out of it and start to have more of an open tryout for the rest of the season one of the things that we've seen with the Jays over these last few series is a little bit more youth in the lineup. You think of Spencer Horowitz, you think of Davis Schneider, um, a lot of these guys coming up and helping the team. Are you seeing them as guys that are permanent MLB fixtures that can help this team get into or maybe even play in the postseason? Or are they on that call-up magic right now and just ride them while they're hot until everybody's healthy? Yeah, great question. They they those three that you mentioned, they have really come in, especially David Schneider, and sort of stabilized what looked to be a bit of a shaky part of the season for the Jays, just in terms of when you have Chapman, when you have Bachette, both 
go down at the same time. That's the whole entire left side of your infield. That's some power. That's some offense. And uh, here comes David Schneider again to kind of save the day. I've been so impressed with what he's been able to do. I, I'll be honest with you. I thought that maybe there was going to be a, a certain point that it would start to kind of come back to earth and, and the league would adjust and he would start to see a little bit more adversity. But you got to give him a ton of credit. He has found a way to make adjustments. He's been about as consistent as you could ask for for a player in their first year in the big leagues knowing that he's a focal point. He's at the top of the order. He's hitting a lot of home runs. He's providing a lot of extra base power. He's getting a lot of attention on the scouting report, and to continue to be able to produce has been has been impressive. And I'm, I'm intrigued by Spencer Horwitz. I, I'm intrigued by what he brings, the, the length in the hitting zone that he has with his left-handed swing. His batter's eye is impressive. He understands the strike zone he's willing to use the whole field and that's a massive attribute when it comes to being able to protect yourself against certain pitches on certain zones and i think i think he's got a real chance to to hit and so yeah i i think those two guys i'm very intrigued with what kind of the next six to eight to 12 months could potentially look like i i could see them really stepping in and and being massive contributors. I think Ernie Clement's been exactly what he needs to be, a guy that can come up and and provide good defense and, and get some hits here and there. Um, I'm probably a little bit more intrigued by Horowitz and uh, Schneider, if I'm being totally honest, but the fact that all three of them have come in and played above their capabilities, I would say, has, has really helped the Blue Jays kind of stay and keep their spot in that wild card race. We're all looking towards the series starting Monday, a four-gamer with the Texas Rangers. What are the challenges in preparing for that series when your previous three series are against the Rockies, the A's, and the Royals, teams that are well below 500? Yeah, that honestly, the, the preparation for them will be about as easy as it gets. You're at home coming off of just three so-so series in terms of excitement, in terms of anticipation in terms of uh, energy I feel like it's going to be very easy to show up to the park when the Rangers come into town there's going to be a buzz around the city there's going to be a buzz around the team in the stadium the fans are going to bring the energy that'll be probably the the easiest series of the year in my opinion knowing what's at stake knowing that there are consequences or positivity that could come out of that big series and it four game series if I'm not mistaken and a lot of ground can be had there so I think it's interesting that the biggest series in my opinion maybe one of the biggest series of the year is coming after three quote simple series and if the Blue Jays are able to somehow sweep Kansas City Royals I feel like they are coming into that series going one way the texas rangers coming in going another way and it could get real messy for the rangers always looking for momentum and of course momentum is only as good as the the next day's starter on the other side you can have a lot of momentum all you can have great games and tons of momentum but if you run into a very very effective and hot starter it's easy to lose that momentum but they do and take care of business against the Royals, it could it could set up for a very, very interesting Texas Rangers series. 
Blue Jays analyst for Sportsnet, former Major League Baseball catcher Caleb Joseph. Caleb, terrific stuff. Thanks for this, pal. You got it. Or enjoy it. There he is in the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest <laughs> hotline. We learned a lot there. We learned a ton. That was great. I had a lot of fun with that chat. Do you imagine sitting there catching like two to 300 balls, like on a chair and just working in a glove? Yeah, and being like, well, that was a good day of work. Yeah. <laughs> going, awesome. going home, cracking a beer and being like, whoa, that was a good nine and, to five. And uh, within the first three innings, crushing an entire bag of seeds. <laughs> with a huge chaw. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, the salty, sweet goodness. Is there anything better when you're watching a game and you see a guy come up to the bat and he's just got like a bubble gum, like a like a jaw, uh, jaw stopper, jawbreaker, 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 like in his bottom lip? And yep. <laughs> what what is that? It's awesome. It's awesome. Is that half a tin in your mouth? Gross. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or so we um, say. Straight ahead, Brendan Parker, host on Flames TV, will yeah. join us. Yeah, can we read one text before we move on? Sure. <laughs> this is from Joel and Claire Solm. He says, glove conditioner and a ball screwed to the end of a dowel. You can smack your glove with the ball and simulate 500 throws and catches in 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> you would just imagine a dude in, <laughs> in the garage with a dowel and just hearing the ball smack against the glove yeah. from inside the house and being like, Honey, what are you working on out there? What is yeah. that? Again, hey, glove conditioner. That's what he says. Like, that's a guy who he knew what he was talking about. Like the oh, <laughs> he yeah. was passionate about that. You no, could, I, I you love my athletes. That love equipment. Yeah. I, I, when they when they're like equipment, like just nerds for that, and they also are just yep. great athletes. I love that because we, we always we always want to look good on the on the wherever we're playing. So there you go. Um, for all the, uh, all you parents out there, all you kiddies out there listening to the show when you're, I don't know, you're in school probably, so you're not listening, or you're on your way to school, um, don't throw the glove in the oven, according to Caleb Joseph, or Major the League sun. Baseball or catcher. The sun, yeah. Or the sun. Don't do that. Use the glove conditioner and work that thing. Work it. And the, and the ball right. with, like, some elastic bands around the glove. I remember yep. doing that. Um, Brendan Parker next. Uh, the uh, Elias Lindholm contract. Soon? Maybe? Maybe? We'll talk to him and uh, Lisa Longball at 8.30. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan.